Hey fam, it is Phoenix. We are doing the swap cast thing so you can get your uh, swap news, sex worker rights news, just sex worker news in general because, you know, that shit kind of matters. So, um, I have news today and this is actually good news. So take advantage of this because y'all know that good news does not be popping up regularly when you talk about sex work. It's usually bad news. So here we go. Ready? Ready? Do you need to get a wine glass? Are you sure you're ready? Some popcorn, maybe? Some crackers? Some cheese? All right, ready. Here we go. Mexico City will decriminalize sex work in a move against human trafficking. Mexico City lawmakers have given the green light to decriminalize sex work in the capital, hoping it will be a first step to a crackdown on sex trafficking that traps thousands of Mexican women and children. Lawmakers in Mexico City Congress on Friday voted 38 to 0 with 8 uh, abst abstentions, abstention, I think I said, I don't think I said that right, <laughs> in favor of bill to remove a line in the civic uh, culture law which says prostitutes and clients can be fined or arrested if neighbors complain. Uh, oh, this is a name. All right. Temestocles Villanueva, a local representative with the ruling center-left Morena party, said that the new law recognized people have a right to engage in sex work. This is a quote from him. It's a first step that has, uh, Ooh, let me try this sentence again. It's a first step that has led to regulation of sex work to fight human trafficking and strengthen the rights of sex workers. Exercising sexuality in our country is still a taboo topic too few of us dare to talk about. Sex work is allowed in much of, the, in much of Mexico, but states have different and sometimes unclear rules, meaning workers frequently operate in legal vacuums which can leave them vulnerable to exploit, exploitation and trafficking by crime gangs. Mexico is a source, transit, destination, a country for men, women, and children subjected to sex trafficking and other types of forced labor, with Mexican women and children most at risk from, the sex, traffic, at most at risk from sex trafficking, according to the U.S. State Department. Mexico is listed as a Tier 2 nation in the U.S.'s uh, Trafficking in Persons report, meaning it does not meet the minimum standard for elimination of trafficking, but is making significant efforts to do so. The report said observers had made links between women's disappearances and murders and trafficking by organized criminal groups. Elvira Madrid, founder of the sex, wor uh, sex work rights group Brigada Callera, said that the change to the law was welcome, but there still needs to be legal framework to protect sex workers. Debate over the legal status of sex work in Mexico and elsewhere is controversial, particularly among some anti-slavery groups, oh, fucking abolitionists, which argue decriminalization provides a cover for human traffickers. But sex worker and other human rights groups in Mexico say criminalization only sends the problem deeper underground and exposes an already vulnerable group to abuses by police and organized crime forces. Friday's bill came after an earlier version was criticized by sex worker and human rights groups. Mayor, Mayor Claudia Scheinbaum's office sent it back to Congress with suggested modifications which were taken up. Eduardo Santillan, also a Morena Mexico City congressman, said that now sex work has been decriminalized, the anti-trafficking public policy can now be strengthened. We think, uh, we think that the big challenge of this Congress will be making both of these fundamental principles, principles compatible. So yeah! That was actually good news. So Mexico City, they're going to decrim sex work. And of course, you know, if it works the way it's been working in other places, particularly New Zealand, there will be a decrease in trafficking. Sex workers will be able to report things because, you know, I mean, it seems like it should be common sense, right? If you're at risk of um, 
police brutality, arrest, jail time, a criminal record, it seems obvious that you aren't going to go to police or any sort of legal authority if you are being trafficked. I don't care what the abolitionists say, you need to decriminalize, okay? Okay. All right, and then this is, I have another story here. Um, this is from Vancouver. This is, I mean, not good news, but progress, I guess, is how I'm going to frame it. Um, yeah, I didn't read a trigger, I, 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 trigger warning, just a trigger warning. This is about a sex worker who was assaulted, robbed, and um, beaten up by a client. So why am I sharing this bad news? Because this is actually a step in the right direction because um, this sex worker was able to go to police and the prosecutor actually prosecuted this person and this person was actually found guilty. So of course, obviously, yes, we hate to hear of sex workers being abused in any way or any situation, but it is um, slightly comforting to know that we are making slight progress as far as sex worker rights go so that people are actually willing to prosecute crimes against sex workers as well as um, juries are willing to convict people who commit crimes against sex workers because that historically has not always been the case. So, all right. This, I said, was Vancouver. This is off the Vancouver Sun. Uh, on virtually every topic put to him, Mr. Razak gave what I considered uh, what I considered was highly questionable evidence, all which leads me to the conclusion his evidence is not credible or reliable and should be rejected, according to Court Justice Fitzpatrick. That's an interesting quote to open the story with. All right. And then they put the blurb underneath that. A Surrey man has been found guilty of all charges in relation to a vicious sex attack and robbery that occurred in Vancouver Park in September of 2017. Now, I want to know, and someone, you know, who's more informed on Canadian sex work laws probably can help with this. Was this before or after they started uh, adopting the Nordic model? I'm just curious. I would just like to know. That's the kind of person I am. Yeah? Curious. And because I'm, I had to pause for a minute. Because I'm a curious person, I actually fucking Googled it. So, yeah, they started um, with the Nordic model in 2014 with the protection of communities and exploited persons, which was introduced, uh, laws that were introduced that makes it illegal to purchase sexual services but not to sell them. Uh-huh. Okay. And then, of course, this article that I'm looking at with the, uh, you know, about the sex work laws in Canada. This is off the Globe and Mail. This is from 2018. And they're, of course, noting that... Um, when Canada decided to tackle prostitution by adopting end-demand laws, it was supposed to make sex work safer and healthier, but precisely the opposite has happened. Wow, it's almost like sex workers have been telling people since forever that the fucking Nordic model does not work. And yet, fucking sadists. All right, so back to this article. Um, so, it is Supreme Court ruling Justice Shelley Fitzpatrick found Izaz Razak, age 24, guilty of sexual assault causing bodily harm, robbery, unlawful confinement, and making threats. The court heard that Razak, his brother-in-law Michael Sharma, and his friend Baljeet Baines were driving along Kingsway in the early hours of September 2nd, 2017, after a night at a casino. Sharma stopped the vehicle and a sex trade worker... All right... All right. Uh, someone who wrote this was a little bit woke, a sex trade worker. They're not using the word prostitute. I dig it. Um, the goal was to an arrange a sexual encounter for Razak. The woman agreed to a $60 fee for sex for 30 minutes and then walked with Razak to nearby Glen Park. The woman testified Razak was unable to finish the sex act within the allotted time, at which point she ended the encounter. Yes, watch that clock, sis. 
Uh, over the next half hour, oh, it's gross. Over the next half hour, Razak forced the woman to perform more sex acts, robbed her of the $60 he had given her, plus, an 80, plus $80 she had made earlier doing a cleaning job. He choked her, verbally abused her, and threatened to kill her. Damn. Ugh. When Razak was done, his friends who had gone to a restaurant picked him up after making several phone calls to try and locate him. Sharma told the court that during one of these calls, he heard a, heard a girl crying in the background. Oh, so his own friends testified against him. You know what? I actually fucking respect that. Don't fucking shelter abusers. Yeah, fucking testify against these motherfuckers. Following the assault, the woman ran to a home across the road from the east side of the park where she was cared for by a local family while police, <clears throat> while waiting for police and emergency services to arrive. The men were stopped by Vancouver police shortly after and Razak was arrested. Wow. Okay. So... Not only did police take the case seriously, she just went to a stranger's house after being assaulted and they helped her. That's actually really fucking heartwarming. Um, so then Judge Fitz Fitzpatrick, of course, her ruling, the same quote uh, from the opening of the story, on virtually every topic put to him, Razak gave what I considered highly questionable evidence, all of which has led me to the conclusion his evidence is not credible or reliable and should be rejected. Razak claimed all the sex acts were consensual and there were no assaults, threats, or robbery. Uh, but if you hit her, obviously she was, like, bruised up and shit and possibly bleeding. Like, what the fuck? How? You're not even trying to... You thought nobody was going to take it seriously because she was a sex worker. Okay. Um, the woman's phone was found on Razak at the time of his arrest, and her purse and condoms were found tossed about near where the attack occurred. The victim told the co court that she had been severely traumatized by the event and had flashbacks and now suffers from depression and had attempted suicide who had attempted suicide three times since the attack. A sentencing date has not been set. So yeah, I know. That's like a very fucking depressing story, hearing about a sex worker being abused, but it is worth noting when sex workers are actually taken seriously by law enforcement and the court system. So, you know, small steps in the right direction. You know what I mean? Yeah. Alright, anyways, that's all I have for now, so I am gonna get out of here and go do some parenting stuff and dishes, because there's always fucking dishes. The rum is gone, and there's always dishes. <laughs> but thank you for hanging out with me. Um, also, don't forget, this week I'm starting to um, arrange times to bring people on for interviews, hopefully get everybody from the swap board on, so you can figure out who's on the swap board, what we do, who we are, all that jazz. I'm very excited about it, so hopefully um, by the end of the week, maybe... Or early next week, I can start recording. I'm super excited. And in the meantime, stay as safe as possible wherever you are. Have a good one, y'all.